Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, said, all disease begins in the gut. Fast forward 2,500 years later, and science has proven him to be right. An unhealthy gut, it's been linked to autoimmune disease, depression, diabetes, heart disease, thyroid disease, and even cancer. Hippocrates also coined the phrase, let thy food be thy medicine. That was the prescription our next guest used to end her battle with severe irritable bowel syndrome. Her book is called Digest This. If you're among the 100 million Americans suffering from gut issues, or if you just want to know how to improve your digestive health, this information that we're going to cover today is something you need to digest. Don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is a full-time blogger and creator of the popular Instagram account, Lil Sipper, which is approaching 400,000 followers. After winning the battle with severe irritable bowel syndrome, she put together a book of recipes and tips geared toward digestive health. She's appeared on the Doctors TV show and has been featured in Paleo Magazine, Better Homes and Gardens, Today, Mind Body Green, Huffington Post, and Delish.com. Her new book is called Digest This, the 21-day gut reset plan to conquer your IBS. Welcome to the show, Bethany Ugardi. Thank you so much, Dr. Freeman, and thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's so great to have you on the show. You know, I featured so many recipe books over the years, but I got to tell you, this is the first one I've seen that's catered to people with gut issues, which happens to be one out of three people. So kudos to you for creating such a unique and needed book in the marketplace. Share with us what inspired you to write Digest This. Well, you know, uh, as you mentioned, I had suffered personally for years with digestive issues. And, you know, I've gone the Western medicine route with um, pills and different alternatives, did tests, and I wasn't able to to resolve it. And I kept having issues. And so my um, what perked me to write the book was just from my own followers on Instagram, really. Uh, I've been a full-time blogger for a long time and creating and sharing recipes on social media. And everyone was like, you need to write a book. You need to write a book with all the information and, and helpful tips that you share here in a book that everyone can access you know, and, and have access to. And so I sought out that journey and took me about two years. Uh, to write the book because it not only does have recipes, but it has the first part of the book has tons of information about your gut, how it works, how to heal and, um, you know, different scenarios. So that is a huge part of the the book. And, um, you know, obviously the recipes are just an added bonus. Right. I know people with gut issues, they seem to walk on this thin ice, not knowing what to eat, what they should avoid. And there's so many different opinions out there. Share with us from your experience, what are the most gut-friendly foods? What's the best things to eat? You know, and you hear about that all the time too, or, okay, I shouldn't eat this. I should eat that. And then you go to someone else and they're saying, oh no, you you should eat this and that. And so it's so conflicting, (laughs) you know? And so, um, my book, it does address certain things that many people have told me like, wow, like 
I've been avoiding Greek yogurt forever, you know, and here you're saying Greek yogurt is great for your gut. And, you know, so that's one of the things that I always recommend to people, obviously, full fat, plain, you know, nothing added to the yogurt itself. And uh, it's interesting that so many people say, wow, I was even lactose intolerant, or I thought I could never have dairy. And here I can have plain Greek yogurt. And I personally as well, I do stay away from from dairy except cultured yogurt because everything chemically has been changed and you can digest it easier, et cetera. So that's definitely one of the easy to digest go-to foods, especially if you are in a flare and you just kind of need some sort of substance. Um, You know, obviously bone broth is a great healer um, and a lot of uh, foods that you may think you could never have, it's not necessarily what they are, but how you eat them and how you prepare them can make a huge difference. That's, that's a good point. So give us an example, like something that would be particularly found that across the board that flares up a gut, but if it's prepared better and maybe, you know, maybe shopped a little different, that it's not so bad. Right. So uh, bell peppers, that's a great example. So bell peppers can often cause uh-huh. a lot of digestive issues, especially if you eat them raw and whole. So I like to first roast the bell pepper so it's it's soft and um, more uh, easily to digest. However, then you peel away the skin. So once you roast it, the skins can actually be easily peeled away, and that's really what uh, causes digestive issues. And then you can obviously don't eat the seeds, but the um, the meat of the bell pepper itself, excluding the skins, um, can be super easy to digest. So that's just one example of you know not necessarily what you're eating, but how you're preparing. But it. how you prepare it. That's a great tip because people love the taste, but it's they don't like the after effect. Now they can enjoy it and not have the after effect. That's great. I know in your book you debunk many myths associated with digestive health. A uh, couple that's covered. There's one that you mentioned. Uh, foods like protein bars and superfood green powders are good for you. Is this true or false? Yeah. So that is, there is a huge myth versus fact section about IBS, and that's definitely one of them. And for a long time, including myself, you know, <laughs> I admit, so uh, I used to be huge in the, uh, oh, I'm going to eat a protein bar. Everyone's saying it's great for you. All these superfood green powders and um, the, the bars, most of them, I want to say most, but probably 99% of them out there, they contain things that are just obviously can wreck the gut. And the marketing, it's really about marketing. The marketing is like, oh, they have probiotics in these bars. They have protein powder. So sure, it may have probiotics in in the bar, but what else does it have? You know, it does not, the good stuff in the bar doesn't cancel out the extra bad stuff in the bar, you know? Right. And so just because uh, you know, McDonald's may serve something with uh, probiotics in their hamburger. Does that make the hamburger like uh, automatically healthy, you know? Exactly. So um, that's one thing. And then the the superfood powders. Now, this is something, especially with people with IBS, they're thinking, wow, I'm eating so many greens. I'm eating all these superfood powders. Like it's supposed to be healthy for you, right? Well, too much of a good thing is not a good thing, especially when you have digestive issues. And I always advise, slow down, eat things, uh, less is more. So your body 
sometimes can react to too many things, such as a salad. There's too many components in the salad to digest at once. So keep it simple, especially when you know, eating produce, uh, a few one to two things. And most superfood powders contain maybe 20 different things in this powder and your body freaks out. You're like, whoa, like I, I can't digest all these things at yeah. once. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. It puts it in overdrive. It makes it, you want to simplify it exactly. so there's not much work taking place in the digestive tract versus, you know, uh-oh, calling the troops. <laughs> Look what she just ate. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> yeah. I know there's like a, another one, a myth that may probably make a few draws dropped right now. It's consuming too much gluten causes IBS. You say that's not true? Uh, well, yes. And if, if you're celiac, you know, this doesn't necessarily apply. But, um, you know, gluten, it, it can, um, it depends what kind of gluten. I always, I personally stay away from most gluten except sourdough. And there's, you know, a whole spiel about sourdough and how it's different. It's fermented and there's also, you know, fake versus real sourdough. And if you get the right type, uh, you can digest it quite easily. And I've had many of my followers on Instagram come back and tell me, wow, like I was buying the wrong sourdough or, you know, and I was now I've switched to true sourdough and it's completely different. I can digest it better. I don't have stomach upsets. So, you know, um, you want to make sure that what you're consuming um, is the right thing. It's the real deal. You know, when you if you've ever gone to to Europe or if you hear people going to Europe and they're like, "Wow, I I've never been able to digest gluten here in America, but over there, it, I can have bread, I can have pasta." It's because it's so fresh there, and they don't spray the chemicals that you know many people here in America do, and so it's just processed differently. Yeah, it's the same thing as you mentioned you know, with with the pepper. It's you know, it's, it's, it's you got to look at what kind that you're digesting, where it's from, how is it made, and um, you know, I agree with you. You know, I had I mentioned yeah, I had some severe gut issues, and you know, I had to lay off the gluten for a little bit, and then it's back in my life now, and it's and and I had severe severe colitis I dropped down to 104 pounds I mean I, I had a chemical that I drank in my water here thanks to DuPont got me really sick but long story short um you know this 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 gluten's bad you know yeah it was for me in the beginning but I'm back to it I, I don't think that it's 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 a no-no I think we've been digesting it for millions of years which science shows so I think there's some that we could reintroduce I know I did so it's great talk to us about kombucha I know you mentioned that that you know people think oh that's great for the gut I'll go to the grocery store and get some of the kombucha What's your opinion on that? Is that a gut-healthy drink that we could grab at the grocery store? Uh, you know what? Again, I used to be a fan. I used to have a, a bottle a day thinking, well, this is great for my gut, right? Why not? Uh, but it's it's crazy that really by the time, first of all, by the time it is manufactured, goes through the different distributors on the trucks, gets to the grocery store, sits on the shelf for how long, you know, the probiotics, are, are dead by then, you know, and uh, especially I know many kombuchas are made with a specific probiotic that has been shown, at least for me personally, and I know many others, uh, has been shown to actually cause yeast overgrowth. Um, and so you have to really be careful about that. And so basically, you know, you're drinking sugary water that could actually be feeding yeast in your body. And so, you know, sometimes people say, but I feel so much better. Um, and that could be just a placebo effect 
too. So you really, you know, have to pay attention there. Of course, I don't want to say uh, yes or no to there are exceptions. I know homemade kombucha uh, can definitely be an exception. But for me personally, I stay away from it. It's just, you know, if you want something bubbly, I always just go for some plain sparkling water, add a splash of juice, you know, and make it fun that way. Otherwise, they're putting out the fire with gasoline, right? They're drinking something that they think's great for it, and it's like, no, it's not helping. So that's some great, great advice. It's uh, something that hasn't been covered here on the show. That's great, and I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, You used to work, I read, that in a a health food industry vegan meat company as their head of marketing. I'm curious, what's your opinion on all these popular, healthy, plant-based burger options? Are they good for the gut? Uh, yeah, so I worked I worked for a plant-based uh, vegan meat company for about four years, and I you know definitely saw the ins and outs, and it really opened my eyes back in the day of of what's really going on. And you know I know a lot of vegans uh, eat meat substitutes, and I, I, I'm really ha- having a hard time finding one that's really really good for you because they are just Many are made from soy. However, now they're coming out with a lot of soy-free options, and um, they they just contain things that they're not. They're so how do I put this? They're so manipulated and chemically processed that you know they say it's natural. They say it's this. Well, by the time it goes through all those chemical changes and extractions and you know alterations, it's not natural anymore. It was natural in, you know, in the state 42 steps ago, or, or, and now it's just something so processed and can really wreak havoc on the gut. And it may taste great, but man, I, you, you most likely you'll be, you know, hovered over in pain 30 minutes after you eat it. And so I personally say, you know, if you want plant protein, go for the simple stuff, you know, for natural uh, occurring proteins in natural things, you know, and uh, not the packaged stuff, because that can, um, again, be feeding your IBS. Yeah. So, but in this case, it's not really fraudulent marketing because when they say plant based, they're being honest, it's made in a plant. <laughs> plant based. <Right>. I like that. <laughs> it is plant based. <laughs> That's great. I, I, I love your book, by the way. There's some amazing recipes in here. People, you know, they, they hear recipe book catered to digestive health means having to eat bland foods and drink carrot juice all day. But let me share a few recipes to put that misconception to rest. Uh, you have chili stuffed spaghetti squash, mac and cheese, chicken pizza, pistachio coconut cake, butternut fudge. I'm getting hungry reading these. Uh, do you have a personal favorite? Is there one in there that's like your all time favorite? Oh wow! I do have a uh, a cookie dough cake that's really good. It's SIBO friendly even, and it's super simple. That's one. Of course, desserts are always a fave, but uh, the lasagna sandwich—that's another favorite. Wow! Talk for sure. Yeah, so, if you want something savory and cozy, yeah. Talk to us about flour. I know. Is there an alternative to processed white flour that people should be using when they're baking? Because I know you you bake a lot. What's your What's your uh, opinion on flour? Yeah, so definitely uh, here's something that a lot of people may not realize too is, you know, if you are sensitive to gluten, I know a lot of people do reach for gluten-free flours thinking that is the better alternative, but most gluten-free flour blends also contain gums like gore gum, xanthan gum, and 
you know, many people just don't think to to really look at the ingredients in the gluten-free flour. They just think it's just the gluten-free flour. But they have gums in those flours in which I, I have a whole section about gums that really can exacerbate your your gut issues um, and cause IBS pain. So if I'm if I'm baking, first I reach for one ingredient flours, right? So whether that's almond flour or even oat flour or cassava flour, things that are literally just one ingredient. You know what it is. You know what it's from, and there's you know there's no question about it. Yeah, and again, you're back to not bombarding the gut with so many things to digest. You know, it's one ingredient. Keep it simple. This is it makes sense. You know, don't don't bombard. You can't play six musical songs at one time and recognize any of them. <laughs> exactly, and you don't you know, and you don't know what's causing it. And I think that a lot of the issue that people have today is marketing you know people are just pushing xyz on gut health and just many just don't look deeper into it and it could just be you know going back to the basics that's what i always tell people go back to basics if you want if you want something make it and really you know simplify everything and honestly you're saving money too you know you don't realize it but you're actually saving money when you do it yourself Right. But you know, when you when you say do it yourself, there's a lot of listeners that use the four letter word time as an excuse not to make home cooked meals. What advice do you have for the soccer moms that find it easier to toss something in the microwave for their family? You know, um, I get it because I'm busy too, especially these days, you know, and there definitely are alternatives. Um, but I guess the best advice would be to to meal prep. If you have maybe a day or a Sunday, dedicate that time you can meal prep a bunch of things. You can freeze it. You can even, I even pre-cook. I slice potatoes. I put them in my air fryer. Or you can roast them in the oven. And then you can freeze those pre-cooked potatoes, believe it or not. And then when you're ready to have them, just, you know, bring them out, put them in, you know, your little toaster oven, and they're ready in minutes. And so I think prep is key here. And uh, you know, you don't have to think, wow, I need to make like a lasagna for tonight's dinner. Just keep it simple. Throw, you know, a bunch of things, you know, in a bowl, not a bunch, you know, right. like throw a yeah. few easy things in a bowl and and just enjoy it as, as is. Right. And you bring up a good point. You know, if you've got your Sunday free, that's your day of cooking. Put stuff in the refrigerator and freezer and you've got it when you're pressed for time during the weekday. I do that because I don't have time during the week. I, I, I do stuff on the weekend and I have my I have my weeks planned out there. And that's that's that. Like you said, that that is the, the time answer right there as well and let me ask you this this important question i hear a lot from patients is you know i've got dietary uh you know i've got digestive issues uh even ibs and the biggest thing they ask is what should i take what supplement and the biggie is out there is probiotics what's your opinion is probiotics the answer it's uh it definitely can help however i think another maybe myth or people that just think, oh, if I take probiotics, my problems will be solved. Um, and again, that's just simply not the case. So yes, they're certainly helpful, right? But they're, they're not going to solve all of the issues that you are experiencing. Just like, you know, it's not necessarily um, what you're consuming, but it could be, you know, what's more important is maybe what you're not consuming or vice, you know, vice versa. Right. So you have to really think, 
just because you're adding something to your diet, um, you may still need to be taking things away, right? If you're taking probiotics but still going to McDonald's, it's not really going to solve anything. (laughs) Right. Yeah, like brushing your teeth with antimima syrup, not a good idea. Yeah, you got the toothbrushes doing the right thing, but not what you're putting on top of it. Totally, totally. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Talk to us about stress. What role do you think this plays in our digestive health? And do you have any tips on how to combat it, especially since the stressful holidays is approaching? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I've I've personally experienced stress and huge anxiety. I've even had, you know, anxiety attacks. And I've I've gone in, you know, I've gone to the hospital thinking, oh, my gosh, like, what's going on? Something's wrong with my body. I'm dying, you know. And it's just anxiety. And I've you know, I'm, I'm not above anyone else that I'm like perfect. And so I can definitely relate to people that have um, stress issues, even anxiety. And, you know, the best thing I can do is there's different techniques and things you can do to help with anxiety. And I think that's personalized to each person, right? Um, I definitely say do something that you enjoy So whatever that is, whether it's painting or sports or walking or, you know, fitness, whatever that is to you personally, try do more of that. Try making time to do that. And um, so what you're basically what you're basically saying, you're saying is people should turn off the news, right? That's what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) That alone. The news is so (laughs) conflicting sometimes. Yeah, it's just. Honestly, especially these days, you know, you can get so wrapped up in everything and, you know, go back to what you used to enjoy, you know, and uh, just take some time, whether that's, you know, for me, it's prayer, you know, and reading the Bible and going, you know, um, being with with friends and calling calling up someone and, um, you know, it's, I could go on and on about it, but stress can definitely cause gut and IBS issues and um, inflate that if you would you know right and just don't turn the word stressed backwards because that spells desserts and that's when you turn to your best friend ben and jerry (laughs) (laughs) right right i just just flip to the back of the book here yeah stressed (laughs) (laughs) so speaking of talk to us about you know what advice do do you have for people that you know the holidays are around the corner surrounding tempting foods and gut-wrenching snacks uh, what advice do you have for them? You know, that is a tough time for flare-ups. It definitely is. And, and and stress and holidays, you know, I used to, every holiday, I used to actually get an IBS flare just because of the stress, right? right. Um, but this is something that I have done personally. And I always advise people, you know, if you are stressed about what you can eat, what you can eat, or are people looking at me and people looking at, oh, why isn't she eating this? Or how come she has, you know, only X on her plate, right? right. And first of all, be open to people in in your community around you and say, hey, look, this is this is what I have. This is what I'm dealing with right now, you know, so I can't have this. Or if you feel like you want to be polite and have, you know, um, Aunt Renee's pie, you know, that you, you feel like you can't reject it. Just say, look, this is so great, but be honest and say, look, I just can't have this because what I'm dealing with right now. And I think honesty and being vulnerable to your friends and family really goes a long way. And on that note, make a dish that you know you can have, right? Make a casserole or some sort of a dish or two or three dishes that you feel comfortable eating yourself 
and bring that to the table for everyone to enjoy. That way, you know, hey, I know I'm going to have at least three dishes at dinner that I can have, right? right? And then if there's other dishes there, you can have two, feel free to partake. But you know, at least, hey, I'm bringing these three things and I can have them. And so you have that peace of mind. Right. Great advice. Great advice. We have a minute left. Is there anything else you want to share that we didn't have time to cover today? You know, I just want to not necessarily just share, but I just, I want to encourage you if you're listening right now and you kind of feel hopeless and you know, I was definitely on my deathbed and um, I want to encourage you to keep going and you're going to make it if you don't give up and keep fighting and don't stop um, trying to figure out what's going on. Cause you, you will, if you don't give up. Well said. Thanks so, so much for joining that's, that's us. What yeah, I can give. <laughs> that's well said. That's good. Good closing. You shared some great information. I'm sure many of our listeners took good notes. And anyone that has gut or digestive issues, or maybe you know somebody interested in improving their digestive health, get your copy of Digest This: The 21 Day Gut Reset Plan to Conquer Your IBS. It's available everywhere books are sold, or you can go to Bethany's website, lilsipper.com. That's L-I-L-S-I-P-P-E-R.com. And be sure and check out all the resources available, including gut healing recipes and articles and digestive health tips. And you can follow her on Facebook at I am Lil Sipper. And on Instagram, she's at Lil Sipper. For my daily Facebook and Twitter posts, follow me at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard Bethany share something today that would benefit somebody that you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available at toyourgoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com. And while you're there, be sure and check out our podcast library and share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information is too important to keep to yourself. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.